Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the very first episode of Halalang Bangsamoro, ang boto ng Bangsamoro podcast series. My name is Georgiani Sinsuat. Assalamu alaikum. I am Jana Datuali and kasama po natin this um, episode ang Executive Director ng Bangsamoro Information Office, Sir Amin Andrew Alonto. Tama. And of course, this is made possible with our partnership with Lente Philippines. And our guest, of course, is our boss, Jano, yes. our ED director, Amin Andrew Alonto. But before we delve into it, um, Jana, tell us more what makes this podcast different from the other things that we've done so far in the BIO. Yes, ang um, itong podcast ng Halalang Bangsamoro, no, uh, itatakal natin yung mga in- important FAQs mm. kung ano ba yung dapat linawin pa natin sa ating mga um listeners or ating constituents here in the Bangsamoro because um, sa naririnig natin sa feedback sa atin, no, marami pa yung naguguluhan. Ano ba yung, ano ba yung mangyayari this parliamentary election this 2025? So it's an informative, informative. yet um, very um, casual conversation. No? So siguro, Sir Andrew, before we begin, um, let's just siguro share sa ating audiences what a podcast means for you and what's your favorite podcast na maliban dito sa Halalang Bangsamoro na magiging favorite ni Kuya Nords na nanonood ngayon sa Dato Saudi ang Patuan. Sir? Uh, okay. Unang-una, salamu alaikum. No? Uh, hi, George and Jana. Okay. So, uh, ano ba yung importance ng podcast? Well, tayo kasi dito sa Bangsamoro Information Office. Uh, we are mandated to be the center of information at communication arm ng Bangsamoro government. So, as much as possible, gusto natin uh, present tayo sa lahat ng mga communication platforms na meron tayo uh, or ano yung mga platforms na available para mas malawak yung ating reach sa mga audiences natin. So, uh, minabuti natin na i-explore itong podcast kasi alam natin na it's, it's gaining ground. No? Kung baga, uh, nagiging isang popular platform to especially sa ating mga kabataan no and tayo dito like i said kanina gusto natin maabot uh, lahat ng audience na pwede nating abutin so that's why uh, we decided na to come up with this podcast series and itong topic naman natin uh, the Bangsamoro electoral code is very important uh, napapalapit napapalapit na yung ano no yung ating halalan for 2025 so it's really important na ma-educate natin yung ating mga constituents about the pressing issues. Ano ba yung favorite nyo, sir, na podcast na go-to podcast? Uh, well, uh, halo-halo eh, no? Based, nakadepende sa interest eh. So, for example, I listen to podcasts about health and... I mean, not, the, I mean, not the health. Pero I listen to podcasts about health and wellness, uh, sports. Pero if gusto nat, uh, if you want podcast na medyo uh, in-depth yung conversations, then I listen to yung KJ Shetty. Mm. Mga meaningful discussions. Sige, Jaika. What's your go-to podcast? Ako naman, my go-to podcast is the Sky Podcast mm. um, uh, from Chris Oy and Slater Young. So, they tackle uh, family issues or um, pressing issues here in the country. So, yun, maraming Maraming kong matutunan doon when it comes to um, how important giving time to your family, um, raising a family, basically. Ikaw, Kuya George, ang anong podcast na hilig mong pakinggan when 
as a white noise or if you want to learn something. Sige, before ko sagutin yan, yung raising a family na banggit ni Jana, no? are you ready to raise a family? Tatawa <laughs> 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 lang, tatawa lang si Jana, so let's Pag leave it up. Pagka ka-breakdown ako. <laughs> Pakicomment na lang po if Jana is ready, yes or no. So, sabi nga nila before, there was a saying na tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. So ngayon, we're learning more already about our friends here. Sir Andrew, of course, uh, speaks a lot about yung importance ng mga insightful conversations, sports, health. Si Jana, of course, family-centric yung kanyang um, podcast na pinapanood. And on my end, it's actually Impulsive by Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Basta if you would know, I wouldn't describe it kasi medyo rated as PG siya. Pero ganun talaga, I guess, yung personalities, it depends a lot. And we hope that we see more um, Bangsamoro constituents watch these uh, podcasts as well, especially itong Halalang Bangsamoro. So, balikan natin si Sir Andrew. Um, sir, you're our boss, um, you're our director, but we know, of course, what we do. But can you share further sa ating mga kasamaan watching right now what BIO is and our mandate? Okay, so, uh, balikan natin how BIO muna was created. No? So, uh, si Bangsamoro Information Office na-establish siya through the enactment ng tinatawag natin na Bangsamoro Administrative Code. So, si Bangsamoro Administrative Code, isa siya sa mga priority legislations ng ating Bangsamoro Transition Authority. And dito sa batas natin, uh, makikita kung ano yung mga opisina na natayo ngayong transition period at dinedefine din ng batas yung mga functions and relationships ng mga offices and ministries dito sa BARM. So, gaya na sabi ko kanina, uh, si Bangsamoro Information Office is mandated to be the center of information and communication arm of the Bangsamoro government para ma-promote natin yung transparency, accountability, and moral governance sa iba't-ibang communication platforms na meron tayo. So, currently, uh, we are on social media, may official Bangsamoro government page, kung saan pinapakita natin yung mga iba't ibang programs and operations ng Bangsamoro government. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have yung mga radio programs natin, the Radio Bangsamoro. And then, uh, nagpapalabas din tayo ng mga official newsletter. Mm-hmm. And yung Bangsamoro Gazette din, isa din yan sa mga programa natin. So, yun po. Yun po yung uh, function talaga ni, ni Bangsamoro Information Office. Yan. So, very, ano sir, very comprehensive yung work ng BIOM. It really navigates the entire bureaucracy mm-hmm. and the transition period. Um, siguro sir, can you shed further light? So, what what brought the BIO dito sa Halalang Bangsamoro Advocacy? Okay. So, uh, nag, nagkaroon tayo ng official mandate specifically dito sa Bangsamoro electoral code or yung uh, elections na napapalapit is through the resolution na pinasaan ng Bangsamoro Trans- uh, Transition Authority wherein sinasabi nila na si BIO ay dapat mag-spearhead or mag-lead ng uh, information and education campaign regarding the Bangsamoro electoral code. So, doon po, doon po nagsimula yung, yung official na task natin. Pero... Uh, if you if you guys can remember no even without the resolution ay matagal nating pinaplano na magkaroon tayo ng mga ganitong classing activities towards the elections and through that resolution ng BTA ay doon naman natin naging partner yung uh, legal action network for truthful elections or lente uh, so sila yung naging partner natin uh, sa mga initiatives na to uh, 
uh, yung handbook na meron tayo ngayon on the Bangsamoro Electoral Code was also made possible through that partnership with Lente, no? yung uh, one of our uh, partners in this uh, campaign. So I, it, it really spells a lot, sir, about our, um, not just our mandate, but our duty, sir, no? to help our people understand, especially yung itsura ng ating bagong government. Sa tingin nyo lang, sir, on, on, on a hindsight or on a, on a bird's eye view, what is the most difficult part of explaining the new system ng government and yung electoral process that come with it? Uh, there's a lot of challenges, actually. No? Uh, even, even for me, for example, if, if, if you talk to uh, someone in the academe, for example, no? mga professors, mga ganyan, eh, kahit sila mismo, eh, maraming tanong about the new system na meron tayo dito sa barn and pati na rin yung new, new way of uh, uh, conducting elections na gagawin natin. So, how much more kung if you consider all the audiences na meron tayo, no? So, it's really a challenge. Uh, pero siguro ang, ang strategy na ginagawa natin is we try to diversify the materials or content na meron tayo. Mm-hmm. So, we cater, we try to cater yung mga iba't-ibang sectors na present uh, dito sa barn. No? So, kailangan tailor-fit lagi yung mga uh, materials na meron tayo para sa mga audiences natin. Yeah. Okay. Actually, in my case, you know, kahit ako, uh, medyo nagugulan, medyo blurry pa yung ano sa akin yung um, how are we going to conduct the parliamentary elections on the 2025. Pero, every time may nagtatanong sa akin, I just send yung um, the FAQs that we uh, we made with Lente, yeah. uh, spearheaded by Lente. So, it's very helpful. Buti na lang nandyan yung <laughs> FAQs. Mas napapadali yung uh, pag-disseminate natin ng um, information with regard to the Bangsamoro Electoral Code. Sige, ikaw, Ja. Um, bilang isang Gen Z, no, what, what are the most frequent din ng mga questions sa'yo ng mga relatively younger. Bata pa naman si Sir Andrew, pero si Jana very young. <laughs> Wag na lang tayo mag-HUB. What are these questions and how do you respond to them knowing na you're one of the faces oh, of the Bangsamoro government? <laughs> um, sa akin, Kuya George, uh, whenever someone asks, uh, actually, eh, pinaka natatanong sa akin is ilan ba yung pwedeng iboto ng isang um, voter? So, as far as I know, they can vote up to three, diba? Uh, as per, uh, depending on their sector. So, yun, uh, aside from that, nagiging madali din because aside sa tinatanong nila, dinudugtungan ko na rin ng ibang mm. info na nasa FAQ natin because uh, eventually, doon na rin naman papunta. So, as a Gen Z, mas, mas nagiging... I know marami sa atin visual learners eh. So, yun, yeah. big help yung FAQs. Yeah, so you really seeing strategies um one of the strategies that we Im- Im- implied this campaign sir is yung ating Halalang Bangsamoro campaign. Can you share to our audiences what this campaign is all about and how did we come up with the title? Yeah. Okay. So, uh it's actually a play of words no. Yung Halalang Bangsamoro. So it could mean uh, it could mean what it is halalang bangsamoro which is kung i-translate mo siya directly is uh, bangsamoro elections no halalang bangsamoro 
the other meaning na pwede nating ibigay sa kanya is yung halal ang Bangsamoro. Okay. So kasi yun naman ang gusto natin mangyari in the coming elections wherein we will have an election that's free from uh, violence and any similar uh, elements, no? So pag sinasabi nating halal kasi usually we associate halal sa pagkain, no? Ano yung mga baw- uh, ano yung mga pwedeng kainin. Pero actually halal is uh, very broad. It can apply to anything. It can apply to work. It can apply to relationships, no? Halal na relationships. So, yun ang gusto natin. Halal ang Bangsamoro. So, yung election na mangyayari, inshallah, by next year is in accordance with everything that is halal. Actually, Tinamahan ka doon sa halal relationship. Yun actually, misconception, no? Kasi akala ng um, non-Muslim people, halal only pertains to food when uh, actually, it's a way of living, no? Um, sa income, ganyan. So, mabuti na rin na meron tayong ganitong platform na mm. we spread awareness din sa um, non-moro mm. uh, constituents natin. Yeah. So, you would really see even the concept of halal, no? meron siyang areas of misconceptions. Um, ikaw, Jas, sa tingin mo, coming from where you were, um, when the barn started few years ago, what do you think yung mga misconceptions na meron pa rin towards barn or about barn? Oh, yeah, actually marami no because um um many thought na pag barm na kailangan muslim lang yung yung nakaup nakaupo or uh, pwedeng mag-office sa barm. So nagiging uh, misconception yun because what they don't know is we're actually promoting inclusivity. Lalo-lalo na uh, here in the Bangsamoro region that we are composed of the IPs, Moro, Settlers, marami. So, um, yun yung one of the most um, kailangan nating iklaro sa non-Moro because um, nagiging bad image siya. Eh. Uh, hindi nila alam na as Moro, we're fighting for equality and that doesn't mean that they should be suppressed din because yeah. we've been there. Yeah. So, kailangan din siyang i-clear for other people, especially those outside the region. So, yung mga nag-suppress kay Jana, no? She's back. <laughs> With vengeance. <laughs> Speaking of five years ago, itong journey ni Sir Andrew, it goes more than five years ago, no? <laughs> he actually was actually there when the entire um, framework of this entire Abang Samoro was formulated. So, siguro, Sir, what was, nga, um, as what we've talked about on other um, experiences in the office before, what brought you to the peace process and what's the difference of this democratic exercise in 2025? Especially, sir, that you're from, you're, um, yes. you're from Manila pa, sir, no? Uh, uh, what made you back here? Si sir, in ano the... siya eh, um, pwede siyang Andrew, pwedeng Amin. <laughs> BGC boy. Pagsamura <laughs> <laughs> government center. <laughs> Akala ko, sasabihin nyo, I was already here when the revolution started. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I did spend uh, a great amount of time outside the barn, no? pero nakapag-aral din naman ako dito, actually. And in fact, parang doon namulat yung, uh, doon ako namulat into the realities na meron tayo. Because I was in high school nung nagsimula yung all-out war sometime in 2000, 2001. Uh, so, ang nangyari back then was I, I was a, I was a senior in fourth year. So, syempre, di ba pag senior, kayo yung parang uh, 
uh, head ng mga organizations, di ba, sa school, gano'n. So, uh, ang nangyari din was, dahil outside of Cotabato City, nandun yung, yung gera, mm-hmm. naging uh, place of evacuation yung mga public schools natin here in Cotabato City. So, what we did was, we conducted yung mga parang relief operations or donation drives. Mm-hmm. And then, yun, I mean, when we when we would do that nakikita namin yung mga children or people of same age na na disrupt yung kanilang life no mm-hmm. so doon pa lang parang naano na ako na hey, something's wrong okay na this is not right this is not normal we have to do something kaya hanggang college even my thesis i took a poll side my thesis was about how to address the insurgency here in mindanao if there's mm-hmm. a, if we need to have a change of government mga ganun no Hanggang sa, eventually, I led, uh, my, my path led me working to the, to the peace process, mm-hmm. specifically uh, sa government negotiating panel. Mm-hmm. So, yun, doon ako nag-start. And tuloy-tuloy na yun hanggang sa Bangsamoro Transition Authority and hanggang sa, sa pag-conduct natin ng plebiscite back in 2019. Mm-hmm. So on your question na kung ano ba yung difference yeah. ng plebiscite no in 2019 mm-hmm. compared to what we're going to have in mm-hmm. 2025 I think in 2019 we can say that everyone was really on the same boat mm-hmm. no uh, lahat tayo we, we all wanted to have this genuine change yeah. and meaningful autonomy here in our region so that's why overwhelming yung received natin na votes for the yes Mm-hmm. yung pagratify ng Bangsamoro organic law. Now here comes 2025 we're going to have an election. Mm-hmm. I guess everyone wants the same thing pa rin naman. Uh, I think uh common naman yung mga objectives natin uh sa buhay no? We want peace and order to improve. Gusto natin more job opportunities sa lahat. Mm-hmm. We want uh, lower cost in terms of commodities, no? I think pare-pareho naman tayo. Siguro, doon lang tayo nagkakaiba sa uh, manner of how to achieve that, no? And I think that's normal in a democratic system. Uh, everyone is free to provide their proposals mm-hmm. or suggestions. So I guess doon lang nagkakaiba. And I think moving to 2025, kaya medyo may nakita natin na may differences politically tayo uh, here in the region. Yeah, so you were you were able to see yung talambuhay, <laughs> yung <laughs> yung experience in Sir Andrew. And it really see really says a lot about um, how important it is individually for all of us, no? So, siguro Jana, can you share a little bit, namano, taking off from where Sir Andrew was um, sharing about or what he was sharing earlier? What brought you in this process, and where do you see this entire process? And come 2025. Okay, so um, three year, uh, five years ago, um, I was still in college, Kuya George, no, while we were campaigning for the BOL. Tapos, I remember that time, sobrang proactive ng students, like debates everywhere, sa group chats, even sa classrooms, and then there's also petitions being signed, uh, pinapapirmahan ng other volunteers. That was the time that I was introduced with volunteerism because malakas yung volunteerism that time and everyone was fighting for their um, opinions mm-hmm. for their advocacy so doon nabuksan yung mind ko um, on what 
what this BOL or ano ba yung pinaglalaban ng, ng Bangsamora that time. Especially uh, in case of our family, we're very all out when it comes to the Bangsamora organic law. Uh, I know, aware ka dito, Kuya George, no? I was a an active um, keyboard warrior. Yes, essay is. Lagi ako may essay. Di Jose Rizal of our time. I mean, I, I was Alexander Hamilton, 51 essays. So, yun. Um, naging open ako, naging doon ako namulat, namulat na sa history ng Bangsamoro kung why it's very important to pass the Bangsamoro Organic Law. And now that we're, um, nandito na tayo sa BARMM and uh, malapit na rin yung plebiscite pinaghahandaan natin, we've come a long way, no? Yeah. Pero the, the fight doesn't stop because... The <laughs> because because um yung jihad ng Bangsamoro is hindi siya tumigil sa plebiscite because uh our the future generation will still be um jihadizing yeah uh mararanasan pa rin nila yung uh, kung ano yung pinaglalaban natin eh. so it's very important that we um continue the fight for these um halal elections eh. para para di ba um yung leaders ng future generation would would know or ipaglalaban nila kung ano ba yung nasimulan ng ancestors natin before. Yeah. Taking off from there, no, you, si Jana yung very active yung kanilang generation online. No? So there were different um, stories ni Sir Andrew and ni Jana. It really reflects yung intergenerational, I think, na responsibility. Oh, intergenerational. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so nabanggit din earlier yung, yung, yung online, importance ng online space. Um, siguro Sir Andrew, what what what's your thought um, or what are your thoughts on the democratic space na meron sa online ngayon and how does it benefit or perhaps hurt our current transition period going towards 2025? Uh, well, itong mga online platforms naman, uh, itong arrival ng internet, it's it's really a double-edged sword, no? Uh, it has his it it has its pros and cons talaga. Uh, on the positive side, of course, mas mabilis na yung information natin ngayon, mm-hmm. communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, in an instant, you can communicate with anyone uh, around the world. And it's free. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the plus factors, no? Libre yung uh, paggamit ng social media, uh, yung mga channels na to. You know, hindi nyo siguro naranasan. Pero dati, pag may mga OFW tayo, pupunta pa yan sa places kung saan mga PLDT na outlets where they can mm-hmm. co- conduct long-distance telephone calls. Nung ngayon, hindi na. It's, it's really at the tip of your finger na lang. But at the same time, uh, the negative part ng ganito mga platforms is that medyo nawawala yung accountability. Yeah. Because it's free, uh, there's no filtering anymore kung ano ba yung uh, tamang information na lumalabas. Uh, there's no filtering, no one checks it. Mm. So it makes us prone to several kinds of mal or mis or disinformation. Mm. So yun. So that's why tayo, here, we have to adapt sa mga ganitong classing changes. Eh. Mm. And how it's yung progress ng technology now, it's very rapid. If you compare Facebook the 2024 Facebook to when it started sometime in, I don't know, 2008, mm. 2009, it's very mm. different. Before, talagang official information, like news outlets would have their 
uh, official pages and then yun lang come 2024 ngayon dami ng alternative media daming blogs daming bloggers daming influencers and these people have followers so yun so mas mahirap talaga yung uh, control ng information so that's why we have to step up tayo in the government service in the communication uh ang trabaho natin so we have to step up and we have to uh keep up with the progressive technology so aside from this um challenge ano pa po yung ibang challenge that you think we would be facing in introducing this new government sir? uh number one siguro uh, it's also our one of our unique features because is you know yung non being non-contiguous mm-hmm. ng barn so we have the mainland dito tayo sa mainland mindanao yeah. magindanao provinces and lanao del sur and then you have the island provinces naman in basurita mm-hmm. and then because of that non-contiguous non feature natin mm-hmm. uh mahirap yung pag-abot ng information yeah. and alam natin yung may mga communication challenges doon like mm-hmm. uh, services are not readily available mm-hmm. uh, like internet providers are not present mm-hmm. uh, in the entire Basulta region uh, of course marami tayong languages here yeah. in the Bangsamoro so dapat uh, we also consider that no sa mga materials and content na meron tayo mm-hmm. to make sure that everyone understands uh, what we're saying that everyone is on the same page so yeah some of the challenges that we have buti na lang dyan yung challenge on languages kayang sagutin ng language of love <laughs> love language love language <laughs> like yun yung magpapanalo sa atin lahat so you would see the difficulties no, of, of really handling yung ating information work in a region where almost everything is different no while we are where we are the same people we are different in many ways um speaking of ja what what do you think um are the you know the conversations going on online ngayon na we might encounter in the near future na tingin mo dapat masagot natin ito immediately through our campaign yes um as a gen z ah. <laughs> no offense sir <laughs> uh, yung nakikita natin is nag um hindi pa alam nung people no yung na paano ba yung party list system paano ba party, siya party system. Oh, par- uh, party system party system ba pati ako <laughs> so yun um nagiging mahirap siya for for our constituents kasi yun nga ang katulad ng sabi ni Sir Andrew mahirap pa rin yung although we, at the age of internet mahirap pa rin yung pag-disseminate ng information lalo na to the grassroots yeah. so kailangan yung efforts talaga also with our partners uh, the Asia Foundation kailangan talaga yung grassroots mismo yung um, puntahan para you know it would be a building block for the Bangsamoro government to address the issues that we're um, about to face yeah mm-hmm. nabanggit ni Jana yung ating partners tulad ng the Asia Foundation and Lente um kasama rin yung MOSEP yung MOSEP UBPN CBCS and other other you know community based groups how helpful are they, sir, na meron tayong ganitong mga relationships with these groups? Well, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, very helpful. Uh, yun nga, kasi meron tayong connectivity challenge, yeah. di ba? Sabi, sabi natin kanina, wherein 
hindi lahat ng communities natin are connected whether uh, by radio or through internet and do not do natin pinapalabas yung mga information natin so wala tayong uh, reliable uh, connection or connectivity with our grassroots uh, grassroots so malaking tulong yung partnerships natin with these civil uh, civil society organizations kasi sila yung may direct link uh, sa mga communities natin and they serve as the bridge uh, to our to our people and we're very thankful uh, i think uh, they've done a lot of uh, consultations already or field work wherein in explain na nila nagkakaroon na sila ng mga voters education and we hope to sustain that uh, moving into 2025 hopefully this year uh, on our part then gag- uh, gagawa rin tayo ng uh, similar activities na pupunta tayo sa ground yes um sir one of the most um parang rampant yung nagiging issue is yung kumatutuloy ba raw yung parliamentary election this 2025 because kami uh, personally sa bahay uh, our dinner conversation consists of um, work. So yun. Um, yung father ko, he's a police officer in Dato Saudi. He asked kung tuloy ba talaga because meron na raw parang pumunta doon saying uh disseminate information saying na it's not um hindi siya mangyayari mm-hmm. dahil meron daw marching order na ganito ganyan and yun nga meron ding bill mm-hmm. sa ating Congress or yeah. sa Senate na um postponing the said election. So, mm-hmm. how are we gonna combat it, sir? Yeah. Well, as far as the leadership ng BARM is concerned, no? tuloy ang election. Mm-hmm. So, we're doing all the necessary groundwork uh, for it to be, for it to continue. Mahirap kasi na hindi uh, tayong gumalaw because there is this possibility na hindi matuloy. Eh, what if matuloy? And then, tsaka tayong maghahabol ng ating mga activities and operations. So, that's why yeah, regardless of the uh, uh, moves na mapospone na naman yung election because, number one, there is a bill in Congress and then there is also a challenge in the Supreme Court questioning the constitutionality of the Bangsamoro Electoral Code. Uh, but regardless of those, kailangan natin gampanan yung, yung mandate natin. Diba? It's, it's better to be prepared uh, than not. So... Uh, for us here in the Bangsamoro government, uh, everything is set. Naman, no? We already have the legal basis. Meron na tayong Bangsamoro Electoral Code. Uh, ang inaantay na lang natin is yung implementing rules and regulations ng Comelec. Comelec, Comelec and Bank. Which I think, sabi nila, ay, mukhang within the first quarter ata of this year, ay promulgate na yon. Mm-hmm. So in terms of all the legal basis, uh, ready naman tayo na magkaroon ng election by 2025. So, in the sense, no, um, everything is all prepared, but of course, just like every other democratic exercises ng mga Moro, hindi mm-hmm. na wawala yung mga challenges. In fact, just last BSKE, yung Barangay at Sangguniang Kabataan elections, we've seen a spike yeah. ng ating electoral violence. No? What are your thoughts, sir, on other challenges aside from the usual um, contextual challenges that we've seen so far in the region for the first parliamentary elections? Well, kung babalikan natin yung recent na uh, BSKE, uh, it wasn't free from violence. No? Uh, may mga 
uh, incidents pa rin na nangyari prior and during the actual election. Pero ang positive note doon is that hindi tayo nagkaroon ng failure of elections. Yeah. Which was a norm. Uh, in previous elections natin, lagi tayong may failure of elections in some municipalities or in some barangays. And that did not happen uh, during the last election. So it's an indication na there's an improvement. Uh, of course, it's not perfect. Uh, marami pa tayong kailangan gawin. But uh, that's uh, an indicator na we're moving towards uh, the right path. Kasi ako, personally, um, during the BSKE, nag-paralegal ako. No? Mm. Tapos, um, mm. ayun, biglang uh, nagkaroon ng commotion sa labas ng school kung mm. saan ako nag-paralegal. And uh, scary siya, no? But, but uh, fortunately, mm. uh, mabilis naman yung ating um, poli- uh, law enforcers sa pag-mitigate ng mga situations. That's a uh, big factor yun kung bakit nagkaro- uh, hindi tayo nagkaroon ng failure of elections here in the VARMM. Speaking mm-hmm. of mga failure of elections and choosing the right people during the campaign, ikaw, Jawat, what are your personal parang values ba or virtues sa mga political party na you're looking into? Yes. Um, ako, what I'm looking for is tall. Ay. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no iba pala. Uh, no, no, what no. I'm looking for is yung passion niya in helping the Bangsamoro. Because I want a leader na kahit hindi siya nakaupo or hindi mo bigyan ng position, he's willing to help. Na hindi lang nalilimit sa four corners of his office yung um, kanyang um, willingness to help the people. Because um, here, tayo sa Bangsamoro, we're supposed to help one another because uh, we have the we have a dark history. Na ngayon, alhamdulillah, na tatamasa natin yung pinaghirapan ng ating ancestors. So, um, it is very important na hindi limited to what um, his position is offering. Pero as a person na mismo, yung uh, yung pagiging makatao niya. Right. Yeah. How about you, Sir Andrew? Well, maganda yun, no? Maganda yun na meron tayong set of standards for this, for a particular candidate. Mm-hmm. Pero, yun nga, experience-wise, we also know na despite, you know, itong taong to, he possesses or he possesses all the qualifications na gusto natin or what we look for in a candidate, importante rin yung people surrounding the, uh, that person yeah. or that candidate. Mm-hmm. So that's why, we're trying to uh, encourage itong political party system, itong genuine political uh, party, uh, party mm-hmm. parliamentary parties. Kasi gusto natin, when we vote, uh, it's not really yung about the individual candidate lang, but really as a whole, yung ano yung mm-hmm. agenda? Ano yung uh, platforms ng uh, party na to? Uh, take for example, siguro... Well, very ano naman tayo. Uh, we're very influenced by the American, no? So, tinan natin yung states, for example. When you talk about issues or policies regarding immigration, yeah. when you talk about policies about the right to bear arms, very delineated, eh. Mm-hmm. Alam mo ano yung position ng Republic, Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Alam mo yung position ng Democrats. Democratic Party. So, gusto natin sana, ganun din here in the Bangsamoro, when people vote, mm-hmm. 
very clear ano yung mga positions or agenda ng bawat political party and we will not just focus uh, on the candidate or the personality so, so really more on a strengthened political party and i hope uh, that will happen by 2025 how about you kuya george anong well, hinahanap mo sa future ay <laughs> anong hinahanap mo sa isang um, leader here in the BARMM well um Lahat naman ng sinabi niyo, I think, um, are common to most of us who are looking for um, growth in the BARMM, um, be it economic or insecurity or overall progress. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think the most important one is a leader na we can speak or we can say speaks for us. Yeah. Now, when you see that person, it reminds you, it reminds the people of you value of representation. At least to an extent, the BOL has systematically changed or provided spaces for that. There are sectoral seats in the parliament that in many ways can can represent us. So for me, um, I'm happy that we have a reserve seat for the youth, for example. And hopefully whoever wins that seat, makikita ko na, ah, okay, that's me also na nakaupo dyan. Kasi you're, you're sharing the same values, same priorities. So... Dahil palapit na yung ating 2025 parliamentary election, siguro before we wrap up, Jan, yes. ating first ever, hopefully, only take <laughs> nito <laughs> podcast na ito. So, um, sir, siguro, as a father no, uh, of two young, beautiful children, <laughs> and it's as if you're talking to them right now, what are your um, hopes and aspirations come 2025? Okay. Uh, well, I hope we all do our part. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tayo, we, we, we have experienced several elections already. And uh, despite all those elections, uh, I think we can all agree na medyo mabagal yung, yung progress ng region natin. In fact, uh, I think we're lagging um, uh, lagging behind no, compared to other regions in the country. So that's why we are trying to introduce itong bagong sistema because maybe this is what will eventually work for us no uh like we said we tried to make it more inclusive yeah so may reserve seats na tayo guaranteed seats neto for our marginalized sectors for the youth the women our indigenous people and this is without prejudice pa to the to them having uh, more seats in the regular parliament whether through district representation or through the parliament political parties so we want a region, a regional government that is representative truly of all its people. Yeah. And I hope, uh, you know, tayo, pag-aralan uh, natin ng mabuti itong Bangsamoro uh, electoral code. Tingnan natin, no? Uh, just look at the current setup of the Bangsamoro Transition Authority right now. Kasi more or less, parang ito na eh. Minimirror niya na yung ano yung magiging anyo ng ng ating uh, future regular regular government. So I hope we take it into heart. We, take, we consider all of the factors. By 2025, we vote kung ano natin. And we hope it's, I hope it's for the best of the Bangsamoro. Yeah. Any thoughts, Jana, before we say goodbye to our audiences? Yes. Um, uh, our message na to the people na Apiliin natin mabuti at pag-aralan natin kung paano ba yung magiging um, 
ambag natin bawat isa hmm. sa bawat isa na magiging mapapabuti pa yung ating Bangsamoa region. Yeah. Alright, so what an insightful conversation for our very first Halalang Bangsamoro, ang boto ng Bangsamoro podcast series. This is the first of many, many conversations that we'll be having and we are grateful to our dear friends from Lente who made this entire concept possible. So you've seen Sir Andrew, he will be back perhaps in another role. <laughs> Switching lang kami na upon dito and of course the ever beautiful Jana, um, part of this conversation. Hopefully you join these conversations as well. Um, please don't forget to follow our pages in the on different social media sites on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please check Bangsamoro Government and Halalang Bangsamoro on all those social media platforms. Muli, this is our first conversation of the many, many conversations. Don't forget to use the hashtags Halalang Bangsamoro and BARM2025. That's Sir Andrew. This is Jana. I'm George. See you on our next episode. Maraming salamat po.